The only time butter should pool is through the bottom of a crumpet as you're eating it. It's dripping down your hands. <laughs> Honey or Vegemite? Honey, Vegemite, excuse you, don't swear. Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day listeners and howdy howdy, Mrs. Nicole Cox. Howdy howdy. Mr. Warwick Bidwell. <laughs> we have not enjoyed a break from the podcast. <laughs> we haven't. It was high stress time. It's not. We didn't take a break because we were having a lovely, you know, daiquiri sipping break oh, by the pool. That would be nice. Because neither of us have pools. No, we don't. <laughs> So we can't sit by our pools in spring. I have a stream and a water feature, but I can't swim in either. I could probably sit next to them with a daiquiri. There you are. There's a challenge for me for the weekend. It would look weird if I went and sat by my farm dam with a daiquiri. No, it wouldn't. Because the That's cows would cool. come and moo at me and I'd probably get blackberry prickles in my feet. Um, no, we've had a bit of a break from the pod, listeners. So uh, g'day again. And uh, nice to be back on the microphones recording, talking about crumpets. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I don't eat those foods anymore. Neither. Because they don't like my body and my body doesn't like them. My taste buds like them. Mm. But that's where, that's where the love affair ends. I think you and I often have these conversations about the foods we used to be able to eat. Yes. That we no longer eat because it makes us feel a little satisfied just for a moment and then we can move on with the rest of our day. Yes. So are you a Vegemite man on your crumpet? I used to like Vegemite on a hot crumpet with lashings of butter dripping through. But I also like the honey thing, the sticky honey running all the way down your pinky and onto your wrist. The best. So do you like? Lots of Vegemite because I'm a scraper with Vegemite. I don't like lots. Oh at all. no, I was a thick, thick butter, thick Vegemite. I, I haven't eaten Vegemite for maybe ten years plus, but yes, I have fond memories. <laughs> I have some fond memories that when I try and recreate them now with food, and I eat the thing that I had the fond memory about, I'm like, yeah, no, that was a bit underwhelming. I'm not sure why I used to think I liked that so much. <laughs> It's interesting, isn't it, how your tastes change? And food develops, I think, too. It changes also. True, true. I think, uh, yeah, a good pie has been very tempting to me for a couple of years now and I still haven't cracked that nut. We'll have to wait. Oh, I used to smash yeah. a few pies in my day. Oh, I love a good pie. Anywho, we're not here to talk about food, listeners. Um, we are here to talk about love affairs, though. Are we? Yes, Nicole. Tell me about your love affairs. We're talking love affairs with Band-Aid solutions to problems. Oh, I think we're all good with a Band-Aid or gaffer tape. If we make it trade appropriate, <laughs> it's a bit of gaffer tape, isn't bit it? Of, bit of grey duct tape. Just put some duct Fixes tape on everything. that wound. And duct tape and Sikaflex, right. you'll be right. <laughs> yep, I'm no stranger to Sikaflex. <laughs> well, as, as someone who's done a lot of renovations, you would have seen plenty of Sikaflex oh, either yeah. trying to remove it from someone's shitty patch-up job <laughs> and swearing and cursing the stuff 
or contributing to that for the next person by mm-hmm. uh, using it to stick something back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, love a bit of sicker. And uh, now we're, we're going to talk love affairs with patch-ups and band-aid solutions in business. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people go looking for information to fix problems, but not in a long-term way. No. You know, it's it's the bodgy patch-up job that <laughs> we come across when we start renovating the bathroom in the old house that we bought. And it's like, oh, we'll just replace this panel. And then you pull it off and it's like, whoa, what were they doing here? Mm. Look at what they've hidden behind this Lammy panel. <laughs> <laughs> and I may be describing my own bathroom here in Tassie. Uh, but yeah, those patch-ups in business. Uh, and one that we want to talk about today is dealing with, I guess, price objection or price pressure, Coxie? Price shoppers, I agree. It's, price shoppers, uh, yeah. Came off the back of a question around wording of emails, I suppose, where somebody's asking you to compare or, or match a price, um, which is something I think that used to be very, very common within the trades. I think there used to be a lot of price shoppers and yet I see that well, I know knowingly myself, mindfully, have created a difference. So that's not such a problem anymore. And I think probably the only place it's actually warranted or okay to use is in somewhere like the good guys or <laughs> Bunnings. You know, retail, a retail aspect where we have an advertised special because at the end of the day, they're purchasing a product for a set price and they can negotiate a discount on that price so that they can match the same special advertised product as somewhere else. Whereas in trades, it's not like that. Nothing is, there's never apples for apples. There's never standard jobs that are exactly the same every single time. Everything is variable. And so therefore I feel like it absolutely has no place. Um, And we're going to tell you a little bit about why and how you can actually prevent it from actually even being part of your conversation with your potential client. For me, it comes down to choosing how you want to deal with the issue. You Mm -hmm. can either patch it up and do what most people do, which is figure out how to price match Mm -hmm. or figure out how to get someone across the line uh, or over the line to use that really crappy sales terminology. Or you can work on prevention, which doesn't fix the one you've got in front of you now. No. And you might need to deal with some of the the current issues that you're having with price matching or price pressure. Perhaps you've come up against some other operators, particularly in the current marketplace, mm. that are doing things for cheap just to keep the doors open, the wheels turning. Uh, although long term, we all know that that doesn't work because that's not sustainable. Um, so yes, you'll need to do a little bit of uh, quick strapping with duct tape to uh, maybe, you know, grab a couple of jobs that you can. And you also need to have a look at the future and work on some prevention strategies, strategies, which are really hard to say, apparently. (laughs) Uh, And I think the problem, Coxie, with prevention in any area is it's not sexy. It's not attractive at all. Prevention's boring. It's not interesting or exciting. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, fill our drama bucket. No. Um, it just makes things a lot better in three or four months' time. Easier, less conflict, more profitable. More profitable. Smoother. 
less time consuming, less stressful. And everyone goes, wow, that all sounds great. But so how do I do it? It's like, well, you do this really boring stuff called a process and then you follow the process. (laughs) You got to do the hard stuff to get the rewards. Like anything, if you want to bulk up, as we were talking about earlier with (laughs) one of the teenagers that popped his head in, if you want to bulk up, you got to do the work, right? You got to go to gym every day and lift the weights and eat the food that'll help you get there. If you want to prevent people from talking about your price and make it a no brainer to work with you, for the solution that you offer, then you need to do the work. And in this case, that work looks and sounds like a duck and talks like a sales process. <laughs> what does it waddle like? A duck. And that I think is is part of the issue why more people don't do this stuff is it's not exciting, interesting, sexy, dramatic. Uh, it's not instant. Uh, you don't get instant feedback, although in some cases you can. But to set that expectation that this is going to solve everything overnight, it's a bit like uh, Mrs. Woz and I have rebooted, restarted our um, frequent, regular mobility practice each day because uh, apparently the calendar keeps going forwards for me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when you have those birthdays every year, apparently you that means that I don't bounce that. back like I did when I was 28. <laughs> So uh, so I actually want to retain as much of my physical capacity and capability as I can, and I want to prevent issues, injuries, aches, pains, all that sort of stuff, because I tend to still approach tasks like a 28-year-old, and my body is trying to remind me that I'm not 28 anymore. So the daily mobility stuff is boring as bat droppings, and it's why I keep stopping it, because... It's 15 minutes every day and it's doing the same poses on the mat, on the floor. And I'm like, oh, man, this, does this have to be 23 minutes? Come on, I've got things to do. This is taking <laughs> too long. And it's not exciting. It's not interesting. It's not like, you know, banging barbells around. I love weightlifting and I love doing an intense, uh, you know, CrossFit style workout. That's awesome. I love that stuff. I love mountain biking. I love smashing a trail. That's exciting, but mobility, yawn worthy, and yet it's the mobility stuff that makes me feel great and prevents injuries when I do the other stuff. Right, and it gets you the flexibility that you need to be able to ride that stupid mountain bike course that has your your knees up around your ears and (laughs) falling into trees, etc. And And perform better during that activity, though. Absolutely. The boring stuff actually helps us get more out of the exciting things. So, you know, you do your boring sales process and your scripts and your email templates and all that stuff. It means you get more out of the sale. You know, a lot of a lot of us business owners love the sale. We love to bring on a new client. We love the 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 start, the design process, or the planning, or the the proposal part of it, and starting the job. And most of us hate the back end, the the handover or the finish off, all that mm-hmm. frustrating stuff. All of that actually gets a lot easier, and you get more out of the job in terms of profit, fulfillment great client relationships if you do the boring prevention stuff and do your your downward dog pose for seven minutes do you know the best bit though of a sales process is you don't have to do the downward dog pose every single day you just write the emails once you just do it once and it does it for you you don't even need to do it every day yes if only stretching was like i know (laughs) can i just stretch once a year (laughs) 
Just once a year, we do a big stretch and that'll see us all the way out. <laughs> but it is as simple as that. Now, look, sure, it's going to take some time to design the process and put all of the steps in place and hopefully automate it, but at the very least have your drafts there set in your inbox ready to go at the right times. And once it's done, it's set and forget and you can walk away and you don't need to think about it moving forward. And like any good system, it may take some tweaking as we work our way through it. And yet when they're done, they're done. We just follow the same system and we get the same result every time. And the same result in the the case of a sales process is we're selling on value. We're selling on solutions. We're not selling on price. We're excluding those people that are looking just for price comparisons right in the very beginning. So you're not wasting any time. Ding, ding. That means you save time yourself. It's mm. time in your back pocket to spend with family. And we get the desired result time and time again because we're excluding those people that weren't ever going to say yes in the first place. And I know that the trades have a real mentality of I must get this next job, I must get this next job. And what the feedback we're getting at the moment is most of our tradies are super duper busy at the moment. We're all coming out of some restrictions. We're able to work quite freely again. We've got a backlog of work. We're super busy. So isn't now the right time to start screening those clients so you're not wasting your precious hours on people that are never actually going to convert anyway seems to me it's a bit of a no-brainer put in this small period of time now to create your robust sales process that sells you on solution and value base rather than cost or price and start to move forward start to get rid of that time that you are wasting get it back into your own pocket Mm. yeah i feel like uh time as a currency has gone up in value Mm. in the last 12 months Despite the fact that most of us have been forced into lots of, uh, I guess, downtime. It's not the sort of downtime that we would all choose. And so now more than ever, we we want to be judicious with the time we spend with people. Uh, so as Nick's talked about, why would you spend time with time wasters, with the wrong clients, with problem problem clients i've lost the ability to speak coxie <laughs> that's what happens when i stop podcasting for a couple of weeks meanwhile <clears throat> um so you know more than ever we want to avoid or prevent wasting time mm. with particular types of clients wasting money mm. you know lots of us are under price pressure on materials and subcontractors um, and even staff you know with wages uh, so we don't want to do jobs where we're flying a bit close to the wind. And all of that can be prevented for just one small payment of nine ninety nine, and then three payments after that and you get free steak knives and it's all really easy and you just dial this number and call Tim the Demtel man. But in reality, it does come down to a few simple things in your business. It takes a bit of work, but it's not overly onerous. No. Uh, but it's not sexy, you know, and I think I just keep coming back to why don't more people do this? Maybe I don't know if it's because they don't know, Coxie, or if they don't want to know. Yeah, well, that's the choice they're making essentially, isn't it? If they're not seeking out a solution, then they're choosing not to know. Um, it, mm. it is as simple as that. And I guess probably the best, most valuable thing that we can give you today is a starting point how to start with your sales process, it's to map what you do right now. It's as simple as that. You have to start with where you're at. And if where you're at is 
answering the phone, rushing around to do the quote that afternoon, doing fitting the job in for the next week, that's okay. We just start there. We write down those three simple steps. And then we start to build the process around the simple steps, the stuff you're already doing. So sure, you're going to add some other steps in, but you're only going to add them in once. For example, you might have a text message to confirm the time of day that you're coming to visit them to do the quote. Or you might add in an email about who you are and what you do. Once you've written it once, you never have to write it again. We just set and forget. It is as simple as that. So the best part you can start today and the one thing you can do is your homework. I love giving homework. I do it every day of my week is your piece of homework is to map your current sales process. If you don't have a great, robust, thick process with seven points of contact, if not more, before you even go to do the quote, then you need to write down today where you're at. Just jot it down, start there and then Start to look at how do I increase this? What do I need to do differently? There are some details on the website and we do frequently do webinars around sales processes and what they need to look like. And if you don't find one that's coming up soon, you can always reach out to us on our uh, link on the website too. You can book a 15 minute chat with Warwick and I. We can talk you through. This is how you create a sales process. This is what it needs to look like. Um, And we can get to know you and your business a little bit more. You can find a bunch of resources and that magical link that Coxie's talking about uh, and a link to our group of uh, trade business owners just like you as well if you're not already in that free group. Um, If you just go to the website, tradesinbusiness.com.au forward slash free. And if you don't put in the forward slash, there's a really annoying pop-up that'll (laughs) hit you within about 500 milliseconds of landing on the site to help take you through to that page anyway. But that's where the good stuff is. just jump on the website. There's a bunch of downloads there that are free. Uh, there's the the booking link, the link to the group, and it'll help you get started on prevention instead of going through lots of band-aids. Now, I would say as a note that we have an awesome group on Facebook that Warwick has just mentioned. And if you've started your sales process and you've mapped out where you are right now, yeah. throw it up into the group for feedback. Ask them how to create a better sales process. Warwick and I are in there. We'll give you some suggestions as well. But it's a great place to get some feedback on where you are and how to move forward. Absolutely. If, I'll give you bonus points if you tell me if you have honey or veggie. I was going to say, and, and Nick will send you a packet of crumpets. <laughs> crumpets in the mail that won't get mouldy because it'll take six weeks to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Great to have you back listening to us. Uh, sorry if you wondered where we went to and um, we're going to be bringing some more good stuff to your ear holes in a very non-threatening, uh, <laughs> non-aggressive way uh, and basically doing what we love to do best, which is help you improve your trade business, your family and your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.